0: Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Elevate Your Bookings show. Today, we're going to be talking all about amenities. How's it going, Alessandra?
1: Good. And you, Conrad?
0: Doing awesome. I think this is a fun topic because there's something about the fixed nature of a property, right? The size, the location, and maybe where it's located that you can't really change too much. But I think amenities is something that everyone can take seriously, no matter if you have just a single condo, one bedroom studio, or whether you have a 10 bedroom house, there's always more you can be doing. And sometimes a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today aren't particularly expensive, right? You don't always need to have a 10, 20, $50,000 budget to elevate the experience from the amenities end of things. It may just be doing some of the little things, right? I guess really resonate with remember and want to, you know, come back. It's the little things that kind of add up, I think, over the course of a stay to make it a really enjoyable experience. So I'm curious, what have you done with your property to elevate the amenities? Or what was the kind of interesting part of your property when you acquired it? I think it had some interesting amenities built into the resort, if I remember correctly, right?
1: So mine is on the island of Aruba. So I have a condo and it's in a complex. So the complex itself has a pool. It has a jacuzzi. It does have a restaurant and a bar right on site. There is a coffee shop and there's a spa. So it's literally all right there, all in the complex, which is really nice. We also do have like a communal laundry room, which is nice so that the owners themselves don't have to have washers and dryers in their units. So there's a communal one that has two washers and two dryers. So that's really nice. And there's also a grill area anybody can use. So for mine, there aren't... Grill tools out there, so I do have grill tools for my clients, so that or my guests, so that they can use the grill whenever they want. Because if they don't have the grilling tools, how are they going to use it? Because there aren't any. I did add that. That's something simple that someone might forget about because you don't. The grill is not yours; it's communal. That might slip someone's mind. Like, oh, I need grill tools for my guests because how are they going to use the grill? So that's something that I did, and I also, because I'm on the island of Aruba, I do offer. There are two beach chairs on each side. As we know, my condo is a little different with my lockout doors. I offer them beach chairs. They also have a rolling cooler that they can take with them to the beach. I do have beach toys for them. There's shovels and pails and buckets so that the kids can easily take them with them. Of course, beach towels. If you're in a beach location, you have to give them those beach towels. That's like the number one question I get is, (laughs) do you have beach towels? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: that's funny yeah I mean it, it doesn't surprise me though as someone I think that the fly to aspect is interesting for your property as well obviously because mm-hmm. like, like it would be relatively trivial for someone to include or bring grill tools from home for example if they were traveling driving somewhere you just toss in the back of your you know car mm-hmm. and you drive to the beach and it's all well and good I don't even know if you can get that through Tsa <laughs> the long poker I don't TSA. Know. <laughs> okay. Tsa would prosecute it but yeah I think that's a great example right what do, what do those grills what do those tools cost 10 bucks and are now someone when they go to cook um, on the grill is going to have a much better experience because they're not going to be running to the store or they just have it right there. Those things are right available to them. So I love all the little beach things as well because I've stayed in rentals before where it's like bare. It's just the house and nothing else. And even these little things that might cost you know a few dollars aren't included and it does sour your experience because you're like, oh, I got to go to the store and I got to go buy this towel or something like that. And it's a drag from a you know timing of your vacation perspective you know, you're wasting time at the store versus enjoying time at the beach. It's also probably a bit of an environmental thing as well like how many beach chairs are purchased. I see this happen here in the North Myrtle Beach area all the time. People come and literally use the chairs like for one week and they just leave them on the side of the road and they like just to get thrown away. Seems wasteful as well. So if you can just include those nice sturdy mm-hmm. quality chairs and they're reused time and time again, better for your guest and probably better for the environment as well.
1: I've also gone the extra step and also have floats that they can use <laughs> in the pool if they want to. I don't know if anyone's ever used them, but they're there. And my team, I also got, I have an air pump, so it's easy for them to use, but I don't leave it in the rental. I have my property management team holds on to it because I did have one stolen. So I was like, just hold uh-huh. on to these and then if they need it, give it to them. But
0: it's um, an air pump, who would steal an air pump? Why would someone do that?
1: I don't know, who knows, I mean, this is good. I need this at home, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but and the other thing is tote bags because Aruba, when you go um, shopping, they don't give you plastic bags. You either have to buy some type of reusable bag at the store or you bring your own. I do offer tote bags for those who, if they have to go food shopping, they can just borrow them.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the beach destinations that we've had clients in or that I've seen in the past, this is happening here as well, are banning, you know, plastic bags. Again, another environmental, I think, concern. These things end up, you know, in the trash, they end up in the stormwater drains, they end up in the ocean, not good for wildlife, et cetera. So I like mm-hmm. that inclusion as well. In some some areas it's not a significant deal. They just charge you, you know, ten cents for a little paper bag or a bag with handles. But yeah, those little totes I think are very functional. Again, it just makes me think if I was staying in that property, oh, this this host, this manager, et cetera, has thought of the little things. And I think, again, like we're talking about here, these things add up. So we did some research. We found a solid article from Logify. I'll include this article in the um, show notes where this was actually, it's interesting because we found some studies pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. So I thought this was interesting to see what changed, right? What was there pre-pandemic that people were looking for when it came to these amenities? And what are people looking for post-pandemic? And there's some trends, obviously, that you know we've spotted that I think are worth highlighting. So this is a pre-pandemic trend. And these are just some of the top ones that people look for. I'll list some of them off. Number one, coffee maker. Number two, a full kitchen, not just the simple kitchenette. So being able to, you know, I think we've talked about this in the past, people being able to cook their meals in, their, in the property is critical you know, for a lot of people that might have dietary restrictions, people that just want to cook to save money while they're on their vacation. It's a communal thing with family, et cetera. So they're looking for a full kitchen. In some markets, this one makes sense, air conditioning. I'm I'm always shocked when I sometimes research new places that we have clients in that I haven't been to before. And it turns out that even though I picture these climates as very warm, they don't have air conditioning. I think I learned that about Hawaii some time ago, that in Hawaii, a lot of the properties don't have air conditioning. And that kind of blew my mind. Yeah, my wife's the type of person who would want air conditioning in a rental and be able to keep the air nice and cool. So that's important Mm -hmm. for
1: some. That's also very, in, in Europe, they do that a lot too, where there's no air conditioning. I studied abroad when I was in college and I was in Spain for five weeks and we had no air conditioning and we were there in July And it was not that's the hottest month of the year. And literally you would walk outside and you're already like your forehead's already just dripping sweat. And I'm not like a naturally sweaty person, but (laughs) we were like, oh my goodness. And when you came home, we had to live at homes with families. So we would learn Spanish. So our families didn't speak English. So it was a way to merge yourself completely into language. And we were just She was like, just open the window. There's just no air. There's nothing. (laughs) It's hotter outside
0: than it was inside, and it sounds like inside was pretty hot. Yeah,
1: so yeah.
0: Hey. (laughs) <laughs> I'm in my little bubble here. I assume air conditioning. is just like standard fare for anywhere. Even yes, I grew sure. up in I grew up in Massachusetts, and we had air conditioning up there in our house. I didn't think that was like a luxury. Little did I know how privileged I was there with my air conditioning. Mm-hmm. All right, so keep going long list here. Free parking it makes sense for sure. I don't know what it's like in your property. Obviously, most people there don't aren't driving their cars. They might rent, but I see that a lot where some of the resorts inventory the clients that we work with. They there's charge parking, and I get it. You paid all this money to get there, and then they're you know, digging you for 10, 15 bucks a day for parking. It's like a sour taste in your mouth after everything. Right. Uh, pool. Yeah, absolutely. A pool. That makes sense. Certainly shared versus private is its own kind of level of amenity. People want to be able to relax. That makes sense. I like this one coming up here again. Great mm-hmm. example of a low cost, but comfort thing. Set of wine glasses can imagine, I'm not much of a wine drinker, but I can imagine someone getting there, popping open a bottle of wine and then not putting it in the right glass. It's probably a, not a great experience for that person. So mm-hmm. set of wine glasses, what's that? 20 bucks maybe. And it's one of the top amenities that people look for. Pet friendly. I think we'll do a future episode on pet friendly, and that's probably worth digging into a little bit more. But obviously, you know, I think the, the data is clear on that from the studies that we've done, the clients that we've worked with. You make your property pet friendly, you attract a wider audience, you could probably charge higher rates for that property. Uh, Wi-Fi. I think we just went over this in a recent episode, didn't we? People on you know, the remote working trend, this was the thing, again, pre-pandemic, but certainly people want to have access to fast internet to be able to you know whatever the case may be, check up, check emails, you know, sports scores, whatever the whatever they're looking to do. Washing machine and dryer. Again, I think we just talked about them that a moment ago. In your property, it's a shared resource, which I think is understandable in a condo complex that there may not be a lot of floor space, right, inside of most condos mm-hmm. to accommodate washer and dryer. But hey, if you can fit that in a lot of other properties in your building or in your community don't have that, I could certainly see someone picking a property just because it had a washer dryer unit, whereas other properties in that complex or that area didn't have it. I could see that being a deciding factor for some families. So if you can maybe look at one of those stackable solutions that take up very little space on the floor, but it could be you know shoved into a random closet somewhere. could be a solid investment that people would care about and want to book your place over. Hot tip or jacuzzi makes sense to me. TV, I can't imagine that a lot of people don't have any TV in their property, but certainly there's levels to both the TV itself and then what you include on that TV. Again, I think we'll dig into that in a future episode when it comes to things like streaming services like Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus on that TV versus just having basic cable. And then heating system. So again, going back to my air conditioning comment from earlier, certainly people want to be comfortable while they're staying in the property. So anything on this list that surprises you as far as the top 10 that people search for? Again, this was the pre-pandemic list, and we're going to talk about in a moment how that changed during the pandemic.
1: I mean, on my side, no. These are all pretty basic things to have. Obviously, pet-friendly is, can be difficult for some people. Like for me, it's difficult because the HOA doesn't allow pets on the property. Basically, everything else is makes sense obviously, if unless the pool, I was thinking like if you're in a colder area, but you could always have a heated pool instead. So yeah, these are pretty basic to me, I think.
0: Absolutely. And Airbnb did commission the study in 2018. And it found that 97% of travelers look at these amenities before they book. So look, this is critical, right? You can't skip on any of these things. If you're able to do it, obviously, in some cases, there's restrictions that make it not possible. But if there's a little closet, you can put a washer dryer in, do it, right? Go to the store and buy $20 wine glasses. All these little things do add up. And as people are evaluating your property versus the competition, Again, like we said, it's not just always rate; it's not just always location. Sometimes it's these little things that help push you over the top. So, obviously, that's pre-pandemic, and a lot of those things I think we are in agreement with; they make sense. What's changed though? What happened post-pandemic? Because there was some follow-up data from a research company that found that a lot of things changed. What was the list there that you saw that surprised you, or new things that we saw pop up that guests were looking for?
1: I don't think it's really surprising, but it makes sense. Based off of what was going on, so people have changed and they're really more looking into safety. Of course, the list. There's also this was the top ten, so the list is always parking, Wi-Fi, air conditioning and heating, and laundry facilities were all it matched up to the previous one. It's exactly the same. But then we went into the difference here is they were also looking for a shower and or a bathtub, which I think a shower. I don't know who doesn't have a shower. Do you, Conrad?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever stayed in a property that doesn't have... I've stayed in properties that don't have enough showers, but there's always been at least one, at least speaking from personal experience.
1: The bathtub, I don't have bathtubs in mine because I could... In the one, there's room for it, but... I think a shower. I think everyone has a shower. Okay. Then when we go to toiletries and toilet paper, that was one of the top tens as well, which I think toiletries, I think that's a big deal. I think it's always nice to have toiletries ready for people so that they don't have to pack all that stuff in their suitcases. That starts to get heavy, especially if you're you're traveling even like a domestic. And if you have to bring an extra suitcase, that's a fee. So you want to be able to just work off your carry-on. So sometimes that stuff gets heavy in there. So that's nice when there's toiletries. And of course, toilet paper. We love when there's toilet paper there. If you go to a place where there's no toilet paper, you're already scrambling around when you're getting to your location and you have to go find a supermarket or mini market to get some toilet paper. And then this is where it changes. People started, they wanted access of and use of disinfectant at the property and a waiting period between different stays. So this is where we start seeing the safety coming in because of the pandemic. They wanted to know, they also want to know when the the linens, towels, and the temperature that they're being cleaned at, of course, because that is part of safety and cleanliness and disinfecting. And then they have the, they wanted an emergency escape route, which I think, I think that's a good thing to have. And I don't know if everyone has that. And then the other thing that they were looking for was safety features, such as a smoke detector, carbon monoxide detector, and a fire extinguisher. So as we can see, people are looking more into safety when it comes to their top ten versus what we were looking at before in 2018.
0: Do you think some of these are a result of people trying a short-term rental, a vacation rental for the first time? Because when I think of something like an emergency escape route, I think of when I'm in a hotel, I look in the back of the door and it mm-hmm. tells you, like, you are in room 207. Here's the way to get to the fire escape if there's if you need to escape your room. I wonder if people are mimicking that hotel-like experience or that hotel path, and they're using that to. Think, okay, here's how I would need to escape this property if necessary. And then again, when I think of things like knowing that linens, towels, and et cetera, all these kind of small consumable type things in the property are washed and cleaned, I think in a hotel, it's very visible, right? Oftentimes you're seeing the housekeeping or house cleaning. Again, pre pandemic, they would come into your room and keep, make your bed and that sort of thing. So it was very visible. And it was, I feel very obvious, certainly in a nice hotel, that things are being washed and cleaned and taken care of between stays because you could see it. In a vacation rental, that's often not the case. And almost every property that we've worked with, certainly everything's done before you arrive, you walk in the property, Mm -hmm. everything's sitting there you know, waiting for you. You don't really necessarily know that it's been cleaned. I know one client that we work with um, has actually, they've changed their processes a bit with COVID and with the health and safety kind of protocols and systems they've built out to where they actually don't make the beds. So that was a request of a lot of guests. So they just actually decided it would be easier to leave the clean uh, sheets and comforters everything etc wrapped up in these big kind of plastic bags with a little note on them to this effect saying these were clean these are brand new sheets they've been washed and they've been sitting for seven days because we have a second pair and they'll just leave them on the bed for that guest to actually make the bed when I heard that I thought I don't want to make the bed when I get to the property but for them it actually it actually reduced sort of complaints and questions and things like that and it ended up being a better experience for You know, the guests that for them, as far as people being completely assured that they were dealing with a property that was as clean as it could be in between that cleaning process and the intake or the arrival of that next guest. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Some of these make a lot of sense to me as well. The waiting period between stays, that didn't seem to last very long. I know that Airbnb, I think, forced that for a short period of time, if I remember correctly. In the early ish parts of the pandemic, they were like, I think that you could opt into leaving two-day gaps between guest number one and guest number two as far as departure and arrival. But I think as more data came out, that didn't appear to be as critical as other people were seeing or thinking early on in the pandemic. So I think that sort of trend is is not really there. But yeah, safety and cleaning, I think, is still going to be something people care about because now that they've tried the the product, the vacational product, again, these new people, they want that same hotel-like experience. And many hotels do a fantastic job with visible cleaning and someone working on your room constantly. And I think that does provide a good experience for the guests typically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that though. What the one client decided to do with the wrapping up the, the linens and stuff so people know that it's clean. But yeah, of course I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want to walk into a place where I have to make my bed. <laughs> same. But and- it's a good idea. I think that's very smart.
0: Yeah. And there's some markets actually, I think we talked about this before where you actually don't get linens at all. I know this is common in some of the markets in the Atlantic coast, in the Northeast. I think this is common in Rhode Island, for example, you rent a beach house and there's no linens included. So you either bring your own or you have to hire a separate linen rental company. I know that's in the case in some markets in the outer banks. I know that's the case in some markets in like Ocean City, Maryland, those types of places where in some properties, linens are not included. So you either bring your own or you, you have to hire a separate linen company that will drop that off before your stay. So I see that as very old school. I can't imagine that's going to last long at all. The same thing earlier when you made a comment about the toilet paper. Again, it blows my mind that some property managers or house wouldn't include that. What is it? 25 cents for a roll of toilet paper. But some people will leave two rolls in there. And if they leave anymore, they do tend to get lifted and taken home. So they are like, whatever is reasonable, that's what we're going to leave. But in a large property, a four or five bedroom house, I feel like you got to leave a a good amount of toilet paper in there. So yeah, if you're, let's be honest, if someone's listening and they're cheaping out or edging the edging down a little bit as far as costs, you know, they're Mm -hmm. mixing a little water in with the soap, right? Like people are just going to pass you by, like guests aren't going to stand for that kind of stuff. They want um, a great experience. And if they pay a top rate, like they are paying right now, they're not going to settle, you know, for something that's done half-heartedly or not the right way. So if you're listening to this episode and you are doing your amenities, the basics not well or doing the basics poorly, again, I think that'll come back to hurt you in the long run versus the just pay the dollar and get the product in there that the guest expects and needs. Yeah. So switching gears a bit, let's talk about what small amenities were on this list as things that can be added to elevate the guest experience. So we talked about these a bit in terms of Wi-Fi. I like the uh, additive thing here when they ask the guests, I don't just want Wi-Fi, I want fast Wi-Fi. I think mm-hmm. in our remote episode we talked about really the minimum is 10 down two up. That's just the absolute bare minimum to provide an okay experience for the guest. But I think really, If you're trying to provide fast Wi-Fi for your guest, you should be trying to get 100, 200 megabits down, maybe 25, 50 megabits up. And that would be really a solid experience for if multiple people in the property are on Wi-Fi or trying to do FaceTime calls or do video calls, et cetera, a bit of remote working or a bit of play as well, mixed in, streaming, et cetera. You really want to make sure that the Wi-Fi is not just there and it works, but that it's fast. So I think that's a small amenity that you may, again, have to go to your ISP and upgrade, but I think that's worth the price. There was also mention here of 24-hour check-in. I think that would make some sense if some people are still doing kind of physical key passing, but I think a lot of that has gone away. Again, probably accelerated by the pandemic a bit where mm-hmm. most everyone's using a door locks with codes, just being able to walk up to the property, put in a door code and be able to get in that property. So I think that transition is well underway, but guests are looking for that. So if you do that and it's not obvious on your listing, that might be something smart to include in the actual description of the listing. You have 24 hour access to the property via door check-in code so that the guest doesn't have to worry about their ability to access the property if they come in at an odd hour of the day or an odd hour of the night or something like that. The other small amenity that people were looking for were streaming TV. So things like Roku, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, YouTube, Prime Video. What do you do in this regards, Alessandra, with your property? Do you include any of those streaming TV services in, in the rental itself?
1: Yes, we actually do not have cable. They never ran cable lines in the entire complex. So we function basically off the internet. So I do have a Roku. Um a roku tv and so they have netflix they have all this on there they just sign in i don't have my own for the condo i've thought about doing it but i just have them they just sign in and i just ask them to sign out which can obviously cause an issue with them forgetting to sign out which hasn't really happened on my end it's normally they've signed out on their own and it's been okay so that's how the tv works on my end because we don't have any cable at all whatsoever (laughs)
0: <laughs> gotcha. So you provide the infrastructure and then it's up to them to log into whatever services mm-hmm. they might want to check out. That makes sense to me. I've, I have stayed in some properties before I stayed in a property in Georgia, a client that we worked with a few months back and everything was just included. I opened up the TV, they had a Roku as well that was a hardware device um, that they were using. And I opened it and they had Netflix, they had Disney Plus, I believe they had um some additional streaming services as well that I hadn't heard of. For me, Netflix, Disney Plus, that's what my kids like. We were able to put on some interesting stuff for them to watch night after dinner before bed. So I think that's a solid value add if you can include it. I get that it's something where if you provide the infrastructure, that's certainly better than not providing it at all. I think I've stayed in properties before where nothing is provided, it's just basic cable. And if we're trying to catch a game or something like that, it makes it kind of difficult. So I think that's something that people are going to probably increasingly look for as well. Some other items here that are small, but again, worth Worth highlighting here, books and games. I think that I always see the bookshelf at the vi- at the properties, and I never know if people are just go. Oh, hmm, let me pull down this book and read it. I think the board game stuff is critical, though. Do you do anything in that regard, Alessandra? Do you have some board games? You get some Monopoly there in the property, or what do you doing? No,
1: with the board games, I actually don't have any games. I I don't know. With the condo, I feel like I don't really get as many families with children. It's more very couples, couples or adults, and it's rare that I ever get kids. But I do offer like the stuff for the beach because I feel like they're mostly at the beach when they're coming to Aruba. They're not just sitting in the condo all day. So that's kind of what I did. I didn't I don't really do anything with the games. They have I've never heard anyone say anything about it. Of course, if a client asked, I would just have my property management team run to the store and go get something. I'll do that for my guests. But so far, it's been fine going that way. Like I, I think I've only had children maybe three times since I've had this condo
0: gotcha yeah. yeah that makes sense i think it does cater a bit to the property and the type of traveler that's coming in and staying in that property certainly you know if i stay in a property with my grandma we want to game of monopoly there so i can play monopoly against my grandmother because that's always what we do certainly one of those things where i would never complain if it's not there but it might be something small to include if you're in a destination where you might have a rainy day on the vacation i think that's something to think about oh if the guest had to stay in this property all day what might i include to entertain them so they have a decent day all things considered if the weather doesn't turn in their, in their favor i think that would be something that would make sense there in the books and games category. But yeah, those those little small amenities, I think they permeate throughout other areas of the property. So as we dug into some of these data studies and research things, we found that in the kitchen, some small things to include might be things like spices, tea, coffee, small creamers, again, little things that you don't necessarily want to have to go to the store to buy some salt and pepper or some whatever the case may be, seasoning or something like that. So if you have that in the property, I think that's a solid inclusion. So if the guest doesn't have to buy something that they're likely going to use for maybe one, maybe two meals, and then just throw in the garbage before they leave. Soap, sponge, paper towel, again, all those things for them to be able to clean the property or just make clean up after they're cooking or something like that. I think those are good small ads in the kitchen to make someone comfortable. As we head into the bathroom, I think we touched on this already, but people are looking for toiletries. So What's your kind of thought process here, Alessandra, between single use products like those little tiny hotel style ones versus I've seen this a lot recently where people have like pumps in the shower or something Mm -hmm. to that effect where it's like a large bulk thing and then you just can use as much of it as you need. What do you think between those two things? What makes the most sense? Single use versus a a large bulk bulk thing that people can do?
1: When it goes to when we're talking about single use um I've talked to people on the island, especially people that have been in the hotel industry for so long, and they say those things are the most wasteful things to have, (laughs) the single use, because it's just a lot of plastic and a lot of, it goes with the recycling factor, especially being on the island of Aruba. there's so many hotels, there's so much going on, that if you think about all those little single use that's going around, it's a lot, and I've. They've told me it's like the biggest waste. So I have seen a lot of people, they have those pumps on the walls and they just fill them back up for guests. And I think that's the best way to go, honestly.
0: Yeah, as a guest, I like it too. It's just like right there. I don't need to crack open this tiny single use thing and then Mm -hmm. stuff it in my toiletries bag and steal it when I go home like I always do. (laughs) I I think that's probably a good, like you said, environmental. Yeah, we've touched on that a few times, I think, today where you want to provide everything for the guests that they might need, but we certainly don't want to be wasteful. We certainly don't want to, number one, provide things that the guest doesn't care about or isn't providing value to them, obviously. And we also don't want to be wasteful from you know, a trash perspective and cluttering up things that don't need to be thrown away. And I think this would be a good category to look at if you can find things that are not single use, that are bulk, that you refill, you buy one big container. First of all, it'll probably last you longer. It'll probably be more economical for you as well, because you're not paying each and every turn for three or four or five or six little bottles of things. But I think that there are things that people would look for and the bulk way and the pump on the shower, for example, I think is a solid way to find that middle ground in there. And then there's some other non sort of uh, expendable things here that people mention, So things like robes, slippers, I've I've stayed in certainly some nice hotels where that's been the case. I always think that's like an interesting demarcation line between an okay hotel and a nice hotels. They include like that nice Wool robe and the slippers and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think that's always a nice little touch. Probably not necessary on the lower end of a property, but on a higher end, it might be something people look for. Mm -hmm. Hair dryer. My wife would certainly appreciate if she's staying in a property, if there's a hair dryer included, because she would certainly look for that. And she often packs her own hair dryer, puts it in her luggage, because she's not sure if when we get there, there's going to be one or not when it comes to staying in a vacation rental property. And then little personal care kits, which might include things like razors, q tips, toothbrush, toothpaste. Again, all things that I think hotels typically. Uh, provide better than most vacation rentals that we've stayed in before. So as we move into out of the bathroom into the bedroom, um, what are some little things that you've seen here that we've researched that people look for in the bedroom as far as little amenities that will make their stay more comfortable?
1: Of course, the mattresses. I think that's number one. Like you have to have a really good mattress. And of course, I think you have to have good bedding and good pillows. The bedroom, that's what is it for really? You're going to sleep. And that's like the main thing that you need is a good mattress. I actually did that with my rental. I really was focused on the mattresses big time. And I did spend a lot of money for those. And I was like, this is where I'm going to spend the most money. And they're so great that I even told myself, I need to get myself one personally. And I, I haven't done it yet. I haven't pulled the plug on the money and did it for myself. But I was like, I'm doing it for my condo. So I think that's very important. Extra blankets, of course, that's something to always have. Uh, That's good. Blackout curtains. I think those are important. I actually had a guest once ask me, like, how's the lighting in there? Is the sun going to be really bright in the morning? And I don't have curtains in my uh, condo. I actually went um, and got They're not like blinds. I don't know what they're really called. They're more like flat, like a shade kind of thing, but it's double. So one, it blocks out the room and one, if you lift that up, then the other one like lets the light in. So that's how mine is. So I think that's important because there are people that they cannot sleep at all if any light comes in. So I think that's something to think about. Sleep mask and earplugs. That's a nice, cute little extra that I think is not expensive And of course, a closet so people can hang their clothes while they're there. And if you can incorporate a desk and a chair and of course, a pen and a notepad, that's always nice, especially for those like we've talked about before that are working remotely. So I think that's always something that's good in the bedrooms. And I think also having lights on the nightstands next to the beds is also important.
0: What about things like iPhone chargers? I don't believe we touched on that. But that's certainly something where if someone forgets their charger, mm-hmm. having some universal charger options seems like a solid play to me as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good thing to have to a couple different chargers, maybe for iPhone and Android. And that way they have that too, just in case they do forget their chargers at home. That's a nice touch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. So as we move out of the bedroom, there's just a miscellaneous list that we've collected here. I think we might have touched on some of these before, so I'll skip some of these. But some cleaning tools, things like broom, dustpan, mop. We already talked about disinfectants. Uh, Grill tools, you mentioned that's something that you include in your property because you have a shared grill resource. could also matter if you just have a grill in the backyard of the property. First aid kit, I think we didn't really talk about that. I don't know if that's like a rich amenity. It's really improving the guest experience. But boy, you certainly want to have a first aid kit if someone gets a little nick or bruise or cut and to be able to take care of that would be a solid thing to include. So I'm all for first aid kits being in the property for sure. I think that's a solid ad. Local maps, guidebook, and recommendations. Obviously, a lot of our clients that we work with, they're doing this through like a digital guidebook format, but there are some people that do that in a physical format too. There's an actual guidebook or list of recommendations inside the property as well. I don't think it's the worst idea to have both. I think that I personally would gravitate more towards using and recommending and wanting to share with my guests, the digital guidebook, they're sitting around, they may not be looking at their phone when they're staying in the property, if they're looking for something to do on a certain day, and you have a little physical book of recommendations or list of recommendations inside the property. I don't think that's a bad idea to include. and then uh, we haven't really talked about this, but uh, we actually put a post on the Guest Talk blog recently about uh, welcome baskets, which could be a collection of a lot of the things that we've talked about today, just wrapped up and put into one particular place when they walk in the property. It's here's your welcome basket. Here's everything inside that basket that you might need. So I think that's something where if you have the time and ability to do, it might be worth kind of packaging all these things up, putting them into that welcome basket. So that the guest walks in and they see some of that stuff as soon as they arrive, which might be a nice, put a little smile on their face as they get to experience your property. All right, so going along here to some final, I guess, like area specific recommendations here. So, if you're in the beach location, what are some things that you should include, Alessandra? I think we touched on them a bit, given that your property's at a beach location, but things like beach chairs, umbrellas, what else is valuable for guests that they're staying in a beach property?
1: Mm-hmm. I think that the rolling cooler is important. I think that's a really nice touch for them, especially if they're going to the beach. They want to bring some food, some drinks. I think that's a nice touch for them. And then for the pail, shovel, some little beach things that they can play with while they're on the beach. Um, The most important is beach towels. Don't forget those. And if you have a beach tote, that would be nice for guests too. And I have, like I said, I have floats for mine as well. So I think that's nice. And then when we think about this, we have to think about the location of our property. Clearly a beach location, you might have a cabin location. And for cabins, you could do like water bottles. That would be nice too, where you could do a water bottle that has your logo on it and they can take it home with them. That's nice, a nice touch. And then obviously they'll remember their trip. Um, Hiking trail maps would be nice. You can think about flashlights and batteries for them, firewood, safety hiking gear, and of course, like extra plush blankets if they want to sit outside by the fire and it might be cold. You can give them some extra blankets that they can use even outside. So those are some nice things. So it's always important to think about where your property is located and what extras you can give them.
0: Absolutely. And I think as the host or manager listening to this, tailors their amenities towards that property. One thing that we didn't cover that I think is worth including before we depart here is things in the kitchen. Like we touched on this briefly where some cleaning supplies, things like that. But this is critical. I I would say um, things like pots, pans, having everything you need to cook a meal is critical and different types of meals. Some people may need certain amenities, certain cookware to cook a certain type of meal. So I think that's worth asking around and figuring out what people are looking for. And then I would say too, as a guest, uh, replacing that stuff occasionally, because I've certainly stayed in properties before where they had some of these things like cookware, but it was so broken down and (laughs) scraped up and stuff like that. I was like, "Ah, I I don't even know if I wanted to use it. Again, may, may cost a few dollars get some new cookware into a property, but I think that's well worth the cost. Um, so the guest has a great experience when they're you know, actually cooking a meal inside the property. If they're looking for a kitchen in the property, like we talked about earlier, Want to cook in that property, so making that cooking experience pleasurable and make sure they have all the tools they need, sharp knives, etc. I think is a smart play as well to to sum it all up.
1: And I think we went through the other thing to clearly touch upon is if there's a holiday, if people are traveling on holidays, if you have a big rental and people are coming with their entire families, and especially in the kitchen again, you have to think about, say, it's Thanksgiving, they're going to need a roasting pan or some crock pots or baking sheets or whatever. So that's also a nice touch, especially if you have that big property that people are coming in big groups and for a holiday. So that's something nice to have as well.
0: Absolutely, um, I think that's a good place for us to button up with. So, anything else we missed, Alessandra? Anything else that you? If someone puts if someone goes through this episode and puts all these things in their property, they're going to be pretty well kitted out, and they're going to have everything they need for that guest to have an awesome experience.
1: I think so. I think we've touched upon everything, and I'll always think about. I always say, put yourself in when you're in the guest's shoes. You, what would you want when? you're going to a vacation rental act like the guest and walk around your vacation rental and just pick it apart and say oh this is what i would want this is what you know and then that's how you can figure out and pick the best amenities for your vacation rental
0: At a recent NWVRP show, I was listening to someone talking about, he actually does what he calls sleep throughs. So either he or someone on his team actually sleeps through the property for a night. Ideally, he actually likes to pick people who are likely to stay in that property. So if it was a family, he would invite someone on his team or a friend or something like that with kids to stay in that property for a day or two. And get them to write down everything. Like They give the stay away for free, but they're like, write down everything that you needed that we didn't have. And then they said that during this experience of a sleep through, they always find something that they missed. Sometimes it's something small. There was no batteries in the remote (laughs) for the TV or something like Mm -hmm. that. Sometimes it's big things like, oh, how did we not remember to do this? Or how was there not not instructions for this? So I like that idea of putting yourself in your guest shoes. I think the very practical way to do that would be to do a sleep through, stay in that actual property for a day or two, start writing things down, thinking about all the different ways that people might use that property. And then really just leveling up your amenities to compete with what other people in the marketplace might be doing or put yourself head and shoulders above them. So that when people are reading your description, people are looking at the reviews of your property on a listing site or on your own website, that they see that you take this guest experience very seriously and you they know they're going to have everything they need when they stay in that property and people will pay a premium for that experience. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah. I awesome. think we've touched upon everything and I hope that this helps everyone out there.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, for everyone that's listening. Uh, Feel free to send us any questions or feedback or comments you have. Info at guesthook.com would be the best way to reach us. Uh, Feel free to leave us a review if you're enjoying it and getting some value out of the episodes. We always appreciate that. Go to your favorite podcasting app of choice and leave us a review. And again, thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time on the next episode of the Elevate Your Bookings show.